Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to today's program. We're going to talk today about sod installations, how to quote these jobs to our customers, how to price sod installations, how to efficiently and effectively lay down that sod. So we're going to cover uh, the basics with how to do a sod installation from A to Z on today's program. Looking forward to this. I've made a lot of money doing sod. I've made a lot of mistakes (laughs) doing sod. And so I want to share those best practices today and some uh, things to avoid as well um, in quoting sod installations and in doing sod. So A little um, context, I'm down here in Atlanta, Georgia. We don't do much seed down here. Uh, Typically, uh, zoysia seed, Bermuda seed, it's just a pain in the butt, and it's a whole lot easier to just put down some fresh sod. We have warm season turf in my region, and customers love it when you sod their you know area or their yard or whatever um, the job is, and then voila, as soon as you're done, it looks phenomenal if you do it right, and you don't have to you know wait for weeks for the seed to germinate and grow and all of that mess. Uh, it's just um, finished right away, customers happy, and we can make quite a bit of money doing sod as well. So I am familiar with you all up in Michigan and Wisconsin and Minnesota, Pennsylvania, New York, and whatnot. You do a lot of um, seed and things like that up there, but down here in the South, we love our sod, our customers. I love our sod. It's a huge, huge business down here and a ton of money uh, to be made in sod. So that's what we're going to talk about on today's program. I want to say thank you to our episode sponsor, Jobber, for making today's show possible. If you guys are looking to get paid faster, check out the CRM Jobber because with Jobber, Not only can you do scheduling and communicate with your customers and and have all that work history of your business all in one place, but you can also do invoicing and get paid faster. You send out your invoice to your customer and your customer can then respond and pay right away with a card. Or if it's reoccurring work, you can actually get that customer to put their card on file and then you can just charge their card. Uh, upon the agreement that you have with them. So it makes it easy peasy for getting paid faster. I personally use the CRM jobber and highly recommend it if you're looking to become more efficient in the administrative side of your business. To learn more, you can visit getjobber.com forward slash Paul. And for a very limited time, they're actually offering a huge 40% off sale off your first 12 months. Um, So Possibly you can still get in on that sale if you're listening to this episode in real time. If you're kind of 
uh, in podcast land on a podcast bench. Thanks for listening. And uh, that sale may have expired, but nevertheless, um, you can try a free 14-day trial at getjobber.com forward slash Paul. And Mr. Producer will put that link in today's show notes. Alrighty, so one thing that's really important before we get into the measuring and the pricing and the execution of doing a sod installation is you want to be competent in what turfs perform well in your region. And so the best way to do this is to either take classes or go to your sod distributor and just ask them. Um, for those of my friends here in the Atlanta market, I highly recommend Atlanta Turfgrass. Uh, they are over off of Union Hill Road in Alpharetta. Those guys are phenomenal. You can just go in there and ask them, uh, you know, some basic questions and get a get an understanding of the differences between Bermuda and Zoysia because they are different, even though they're both warm season turf. And in your region, you might have completely different kind of grasses um, if you're in a cool turf season or cool grass uh, region, excuse me, then it's going to be even different. And so here in Atlanta, just real quickly, Bermuda basically runs our town. Everyone and their brother seems to have Bermuda. However, we're seeing a slow trend to a shift in zoysia grass. Uh, I personally like zoysia. It needs a little less sunlight. So I've seen about four or five, six hours of sunlight in an area, zoysia does really well, especially if you cut it really, really short and uh, maintain it short. Zoysia is going to look really good, even a little bit darker of a green than Bermuda. Um, so I love zoysia. And a lot of times people got Bermuda originally and, and maybe a, a neighborhood was built and they had just one tree in the yard. They put Bermuda. Everything was fine. Seven, eight years later, the trees grew up and now there's a canopy from the tree and it's expanded the shadow of um, being underneath the tree. So now the grass dies underneath that tree because it was Bermuda. Well, that's an easy upsell to the customer. Hey, the reason this died underneath this tree because Bermuda is not happy. How about we um, limb up the tree a little bit and, and uh, you know, resod this area with zoysia. You know, you can resod the whole front yard so it all matches and, and you can start upselling your thing, upselling these things to the customers um, with the more understanding you have of what turf will perform well in their yard. So anyway, I don't want to go deep, deep, deep into, you know, the biology of Bermuda and zoysia and all of this stuff, but I just want to make sure that you know that the more you know, the higher the money you're going to make because the more competent and confident you'll be when you explain this to your customers. And so just understanding your market, your region, and again, Bermuda, very popular in Atlanta, Georgia, and it needs a lot of sunlight. If it doesn't have a lot of sunlight, it's not going to make it or it's going to be stressed. Um, so if it's a, a wide open area, go with Bermuda. If it's, if it's a little more shady and it might only get four five, six hours of sunlight, you know, zoysia. And uh, I don't like cool season turf in Atlanta. It's, it's out there, but you ain't never going to see me recommend that ever. So anyway, I'm not going to go into, we could do a whole week on studying what region has what type of turf, but I want to challenge you to make sure you thoroughly understand that um, so that you can competently, confidently explain this to your customer because a woman, let's say she's 40 years old. She has no idea the difference between Bermuda grass and zoysia grass. All she wants is her kids to go out in the backyard and, and there's lush green grass and they can play and everything's perfect. So you got to know how to, how to explain that to her and um, sell the job. Now let's start from kind of the basics. Let's say you do know they need, you know, you, they, you do know your types of turf. So the customer says, Hey Paul, 
my grass just looks horrible. I don't know what to do. So I say, I know what to do. This big old tree in the front yard, Joe, we need to limb that sucker up to to create more sunlight. And this, I'm just going to use an example. This Bermuda grass you have, it's so stressed out. How about we just gut it all and we will resize your whole yard, a whole front yard with zoysia. How about, how's that sound? That sounds great, Paul. Will you send me a quote? Yes, sir. I will. Now we're going to get into the measurements because once you have established with the customer what the project is going to be uh, that involves your sod, you need to get precise measuring. Now, once upon a time, I took a class at the University of Georgia's uh, extension office where it was all about bidding and estimating. Eight-hour class where we talked all about bidding and estimating. I highly recommend um, taking classes like this. And so about halfway through the day, and the teacher said, and in this uh um, classroom was full of some of the best businesses in Atlanta because what they do is they send their like top sales guys and just to make sure everybody's operating on you know optimum um, best practices for bidding and estimating these companies that are doing really well in Atlanta they will send their top people for ongoing training and things like that so there's smart people in this classroom and you know I know many of these companies and they're really legit. So they said, okay, guys, um, we're going to send you out. We're going to do a little quiz and we're going to give you some areas to measure the square footage. And then we'll come back and you can turn in your answers. So we go out and there's uh, the classroom where we were at outside the classroom. There's like this big sidewalk that went around this irregular area of turf. So that was one of the assignments was measure the turf area. So here's all these people. They got their tape measures. They're all measuring around and whatnot. And then we did it for some other areas as well. Large areas, small areas, um, irregular shaped areas. And and we did all these measuring. So we come back and everyone starts turning in their answer. And the teacher was shocked because the answers were all different. And here you had, you know, all these people. Um, that are out giving quotes on a daily basis or, you know, weekly basis. Most of these folks that were in the bidding and estimating class worked in the sales division of these larger companies in Atlanta. And then there's some folks like myself that were just, you know, owner operator, just trying to figure this stuff out. And uh, anyway, the professor was absolutely startled. He's like, this is not good guys um, that you don't know how to measure the square foot of an area accurately. And so anyway, gave the correct answers and, you know, like only like, well, I think it was my friend, Jamie got all the right answers, but all the rest of us were like off a little bit. And the problem with not knowing how to measure the square foot of an area accurately is you can be over ordering material where you're losing money, or you could be under ordering material where you're losing time, which is ultimately losing money. Cause you got to go out and got to get more material. And that's not always easy especially if you can't get it till the next day or two, because then you just look super unprofessional. And again, you're wasting time and money. So the measurements have to be on point. And so I know a math teacher, high school math teacher could probably, you know, teach this better than me and probably cringe at how I do things, but it works for me to get the accurate measurements for sod. And the more you can practice doing this, the more jobs you get under your belt, the more accurate you'll get with your measurements. But again, learning how to measure the square root of an area or not square root, but the square footage of an area 
is very good. Let me get a quick sip of water. I'm losing my voice. I've been on a podcast marathon. Well, let's do this, Mr. Producer. <laughs> good idea. We're going to kick it over here. A quick word from today's show sponsor. I'm going to go get some water. And uh, coming up, we'll talk how you measure the area, how you then price the job, how you grade the sod, how you install the sod. We'll talk all about that after I get a quick sip of water and we hear a word from today's show sponsors. Ever wish you could monitor your vehicles, drivers, and equipment in live time to improve routes, enhance job site planning, and save your business money? Well, with GPS TrackIt, your wish is our command. When you integrate GPS TrackIt with your company vehicles, you get a 24-7 view of your vehicles, so you operate at crazy levels of efficiency. It's money-saving, peace of mind lawn and landscaping companies deserve. Ever wish every day was Donut Friday? Us too, but we can't help with that. Talk with one of our fleet advisors. No pressure, no hassle. Call 1-844-996-2518 or visit gpstrackit.com slash Paul to learn more. GPS Track It. With QuickPair technology and the Rainbird mobile app, you will have instant access to customize a watering schedule from anywhere. The mobile-first interface provides homeowners with the convenience they've come to expect while offering contractors the easiest and fastest programming experience available. Building upon Rainbird's legacy, the RC2 controller delivers the expertise of an irrigation company and the vision of a leader to save time, water, and money. Hey, you. Yeah, you. You're out there in the field mowing lawns, making money, working hard. But for every dollar you make, you're worried. Worried that you spend too much. Worried that you won't make payroll. Or worried you'll generate a big financial mistake. Simply put, you don't know your numbers. You're not alone. The Landscaping Bookkeeper has helped dozens of eager lawn care owners organize their numbers, learn the language of business, and build a solid financial foundation. Start your journey from simply earning money to creating a long-lasting source of income today by scheduling a free 15-minute phone call at thelandscapingbookkeeper.com. You can count on Jobber to keep your business organized. Manage your business and back and forth with customers from one place. Estimate, quote, schedule, invoice, get paid, no software experience required. Friends, you can save 20% off your first six months at getjobber.com forward slash Paul or click on the link in today's show notes to try out the business management software that I've been using for years, Jobber. All righty, guys, I uh, got some water. I'm going to try to finish this episode strong. Now, like I mentioned, I took an eight hour bidding and estimating class where they actually taught us how to measure the square foot the of an area the right way you can look this up on the internet and you know see illustrations and and kind of school yourself that way i'm sure there's got to be youtube videos out there but what i would do to make it as easy as possible for you is get a measuring wheel so you can go to lowe's and just get a a wheel um that's going to show you the foot uh how many feet in area so it's just like a tape measure but you know most tape measures end at 25 feet and that's so annoying if your area is, you know, 75 feet and you got to like 
um, stop and put a little mark on the ground and then re, you know, redo it. That's kind of ghetto. So <laughs> I mean, it will get you the same math, but for efficiency stake, just go to Lowe's and get a measuring wheel. Cause then you could start and I'll use an example of, um, a property where it's kind of simple. The front yard's like a rectangle. And let's just say there's a tree in the middle of the yard. So what I would do is I'd take my measuring wheel, I'd start at the driveway and I just measure straight on down the driveway that side of the yard. And then I'd go out by the street. I'd take my measuring wheel and I'd measure that area. And then it's simple multiplication. So the one side multiplied by the other side equals the square foot of that area. Now, where it gets difficult is if there's a big tree in the front yard and there's a big mulch bed around that tree, you need to subtract that portion because you're not going to put sod in that area. So what I do then is I walk over to the tree or the mulch area around the tree and I, I, I square it off. And so I'll just measure one side and then I'll measure the other side and I'll, I'll run the multiplication there. And that should give me a pretty accurate am, amount of the square footage of that garden bed. So then I take my big number of the driveway and the street and then, you know, that entire giving the, 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 the illustration, it's a perfectly rectangled front yard, kind of cookie cutter front yard. And then I subtract the area that doesn't need the sod in the middle of the yard. And then whatever that number is, I round up to the nearest 500 foot. So let me explain this because in my mind, this all makes sense, but they sell pallets of sod in Georgia at 504 square foot of a pallet. So let's call it 500 square feet of pallet. So if the customer, when I do the measurement, after I subtract the area that doesn't need the sod, let's say it's 1700 square feet. Well, I'm going to round up to 2000 because I always want to have a little extra for areas where I cut and need to fill in. And the sod company that I use, they only deliver it in pallets. You can't get a half pallet or some a la carte amount. You can only get pallets. So one pallet's 500, two pallets to 1,000, three pallets is 1,500. Let's say this measurement was 1,700. Well, I'm going to round up to 2,000. So I'm going to go ahead and order four pallets. And so when I'm doing my measurements, I always keep in mind that I'm going to round up to, you know, 500,000, 1,500, 2,000. 2,500, 3,000, and so on. Uh, the biggest project I've done, it was, uh, I think I ordered 12 pallets of sod. And again, I never got into anything larger than that. Um, I watched them do a $50 million, you heard that correct, $50 million landscape renovation at the golf course that was inside the neighborhood um, that I worked in. Some of you have heard of like TPC Sawgrass. They have a TPC Sugarloaf and they did a $50 million renovation and they resodded basically the whole golf course. It was remarkable to watch them do that, but a lot of zoysia sod, but nevertheless, you need to, you know, go get yourself a measuring wheel and you need to really make sure your measurements are spot on. And again, take, you know, take a class like I did or, or get on the internet and just, you know, refreshing up on basic mathematics of how to measure a square foot of an area, because uh, that's something that you need to know um, very precisely because the last thing you ever want to do is under order sod or over order to where you're wasting time and money um, just because the math wasn't tight. And so 
I'll leave it at that. We could probably do a whole episode on, on measurements because it's so important, but I think I made my point. So after you have your measurements, you send out your quote, uh, for simple, simple, simple math. I'll, I'll refer back to the Sean Van Dyke, um, example I gave on a previous episode where you can just triple and don't email me guys that you know more about bidding and estimating. I'm giving the most generalized advice here. There's, you know, so many different ways you could quote a sod job. I'm just giving a simple way for a guy who's maybe never done a sod job before. You know, you need, you know, however many pallets you call your sod distributor and say, Hey, I need, you know, X amount of pallets of Zoysia sod delivered to this address. And they'll look up the address and they'll say, okay, the delivery fees, a hundred bucks to go there. Here's the total price after taxes, blah, 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 for X amount of pallets of Zoysia delivered on this date. Here's your price. And so let's say it's, they say $2,500 for, for simple math. Well, if your first side job ever, then you could just triple that price. So 2,500 multiplied by three. So you quote the customer 7,500. And I like to actually add an extra, excuse me, an extra thousand dollars to it because of the grading and grading takes a whole day. It takes a lot longer than you think it's going to take. So I'd actually tell them 8,500 and that might seem like a lot, but when you do a lot of sod and you realize how hard work it is, the grading and, you know, moving heavy pieces of sod around all day. Um, I just charge a lot for it because I, A, I'm really good at it and B, it's hard work. It's a lot of people don't like doing it. So I'm going to charge a lot to do it, but I also have the reputation that I do really, really, really good sod installations because I'm meticulous. So that's one way you can measure it. I know I've talked before my friend, Russell Skipper, he has a mathematical equation of how he knows what he charges per pallet. And then again, you know, 995 or 950 um, grading fee. And so you can fine tune it the more comfortable you get with it. And you, um, cause, cause you, what you can do is you can charge a little less than that and still make a profit. But for guys that are just rookies, that's a pretty safe way to go calculating you're going to have a third of your price on your material, a third of your price on the labor and a third of your price on the overhead and profit. You should be safe with that because it will take you several sod jobs to get under your belt until you start to get efficient with the grading and the installation of the sod. So if you need help, maybe you're doing your first big job, you know, first $10,000 job or whatever, and you want me to hold your hand through bidding it and all of that. Um, you can set up a one-on-one coaching call with me and I gladly help you because I helped my buddy Roger down in Texas. He was, I, th- I forget the exact numbers, but he was only charging like $2,100 for a side job. And we run all the math and he ended up charging like 4,500. He got the job and he made a whole bunch of money. And just cause he had the confidence to charge what I showed him to charge. And he, you know, made a bunch of money. So I'd be more than happy to walk you through your specifics. I know I'm giving very, very generalized terms here, but I want to keep things moving because there's a lot to talk about with sod. So one of the most important things about sod is not only just having the right measurement is, but is knowing how to grade the area. So there's several ways you can do it. Um, one way you could go to a, a, a tool rental and get a rototiller. And let's say you're taking stress Bermuda grass is pretty much weeds and dead and stress. And you're turning it into a zoysia sodded lawn. When you get a rototiller, you could take a whole, it's going to take a whole day. You go out there and you till up all that dead stress grass and just till it up, till it up, till it up. 
And then you come, you follow after, you know, several hours of that, you follow on with the landscape rake and you rake out all that debris and dead grass and weeds and, and, um, keep the soil on the ground, but, but get the grassy clippings out and put those on a tarp, haul that off to the dump. And then with the soil you left, we have Georgia clay here in Georgia, obviously, but then you grade it. So you can get a landscaping rake. I actually, you can pick this up at Lowe's. Um, I, I bought a concrete grading rake. So my buddy taught me how to do this. <clears throat> Excuse my voice guys, but um, this is like a really cool hack. My buddy that does a lot of top dressing with sand. <clears throat> Excuse my voice guys. It's crazy. I feel like Michael Jordan's flu game, Marty just got to persevere and finish strong. So um, I've been podcasting all day guys. And my voice is like, it's like my brain wants to talk and my voice isn't letting me, but I'm going to try to finish strong. All right. So the concrete grading um, tool, if you ever watch someone pour concrete on a driveway and then the guy that takes the grader, he just makes that, that driveway perfectly smooth if he does a good job. Well, I like to use that when I'm grading the yard just because I may like to make it look extra perfectly smooth. But if you don't want to do that, you can just use a regular landscape garden rake and you know you want to grade out the, saw, the, 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 the area you're going to put the sod on so it's completely smooth and it has a place to drain to. And uh, that's very, very important. Now, if you do that one day and it might rain overnight, I'll put tarps over the yard just because the rain will destroy all your hard work. So um, that has happened before it, it rained. And I um, actually, it was that 12 pallet job I did. I had to buy all these tarps and uh, put them all over the yard because I didn't want everything we did to be in vain. Um, there's a couple other ways you could go about doing it. I know, uh, you know, if you have a skid steer, you can use one of the bucket attachments, um, just the bucket with the teeth. My buddy Joe will come out. And uh, he usually charges 800 bucks and he'll just grade the yard perfectly with his big old skid steer. He, he actually has an operator. Mario does a great job and he just uses a regular bucket with teeth on it and he'll grade out the yard and then we'll bring in some screen top soil and he'll, you know, bring that in. He has a dump truck. He brings that out in and then he'll, you know, spread it, make it all smooth. And then all we really have to do is a little bit of hand grading around the, um, uh, sprinkler heads. You want to mark those beforehand with flags. So um, if you are using machines, you don't break any sprinkler heads and then you need to kind of hand grade around those areas. <clears throat> the other option to grade for sod, and this is probably the most popular in Georgia um, and just from among my friends here in the Atlanta market is a mini skid steer. And then you can use a soil cultivator attachment. There's uh Harley rake. There's, there's all kinds of different names, but it's basically depending on what machine you're renting. If you don't own one, each brand has a kind of a different name for the attachment. But if you tell the person at the tool rental place, Hey, I'm, I'm preparing for sod. Can you give me the skid steer with the, the sod prepper machine? Cause there's different names for the brands and nicknames. They'll know what you're talking about. The soil cultivator <clears throat> and what that machine, what that, um, attachment will do is it'll basically take out the debris and then it will all in one like uh um pace or, or whatnot as you go over the area it will also smooth out the soil so it gets rid of the debris and smooths out the soil it's it's heavenly it, it makes it so so simple and so um uh, there's a lot of different places throughout the atlanta area where you can rent those if you don't you know, just have a mini skid stair sitting around because uh, those are expensive, obviously. Um, that that soil cultivator attachment's great. So 
The low budget way to do it is a rototiller. You know, that's not going to cost you too much to rent for a day at all. Um, that's going to be backbreaking work. And then you have to hand, you know, um, remove all that debris, take it to the dump, then hand grade it with the landscaping rake. So if it's three or four pallets, um, you can probably get away with that method. If you have anything more than that, you're definitely going to want to consider renting a midi skid steer with a appropriate attachment such as the, um, and I've used a bucket before on a mini skid steer. Um, you can use that, but it's even more efficient to get a soil cultivator attachment, a Harley rake, those type attachments, um, make it go even faster. So, and again, if you have a skid steer and, and just a regular old bucket, um, a bucket with teeth, th- those will work as well. Um, you obviously, you know, need to know how to operate that. So, um, those are kind of the most common ways to prepare the area, but I always, uh, I never, ever, ever do a sod grading and installation in the same day. It's always the grading is the day before, and then the sods delivered first thing in the morning. And then we try to get the sod down by lunchtime because it's so hot here in Atlanta. And, you know, when the sods pulled from the sod farm, guys, it's on life support. It's, it's, it's fighting for its life. It was, it was just pulled from the earth. And so sod only has a short lifespan until it dies because it's not connected to anything. And so as soon as you can get that sod down, as if it's hot outside in Georgia, you can't wait till the afternoon because it's going to start dying. It's going to turn brown and you're at yellow and the customer is going to be mad. So I like to, while it's cool in the morning, you know, start first thing in the morning, get as much manpower as you can out there, put the sod down like bricks. So it's staggered so that the seams just look like a, at a brick wall, how the seams are um, alternating and you want to put it down real, real, real tight. Um, stop by Lowe's and get a machete, cut the, cut the, you know, around the sprinkler heads and around the corner of the driveway in the street. I, I just use a machete, make sure it's nice and sharp. Um, that's, you know, pro tip right there. And then when you're done, you need to buy a sod roller and, um, you fill it up with water. It's heavy as you know what, and then you just want to pull that over the sod one time after you water it. And that's going to press it down so that the roots are, are kissing the earth again, that the roots are nice and snug with, um, soil. And as it has water, eventually the roots on the sod is going to connect back to the earth and, and that, and you're, it's going to, you know, become one again and look phenomenal. So, uh, and then give watering instructions to your customer because, um, especially here in Georgia in the summer, spring, summer, and even early fall, um, that sod needs a lot of water. I've seen it die many, many, many times, and I do not guarantee sod. So there's other episodes where I talk about the story where I did guarantee it on one job and it cost me thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and a lot of stress and the opportunity cost of, of missing out on other jobs. I could have been doing making money while I was fixing this guy's sod cause he didn't water it. And, um, I was liable for it because I guaranteed it. So I will never guarantee a piece of sod ever again. Um, and I will let the customer know, Hey, when we put it down and thank God for apps like company cam, you can put it down and then you just take pictures and I would definitely do this of every part of that customer's yard. As soon as you get that sod down and get it watered and rolled, take picture of every area, you know, um, shout outs to a company cam. You could put it in company cam and then you have that documented forever. So if the customer ever says, oh, you saw you didn't put it in. No good. No, you can just say, listen, Larry, 
Here's the pictures. It was absolutely perfect when we put it in. You know, and you got to be very diplomatic, but you didn't water it, Larry. <laughs> so that's why it's yellow. It was green when I put it in. So, but anyway, you want that documented and photographed. Um, and uh, shout outs again, the company came and put it there. And then you don't have to worry about um, the customer coming back and saying it died. You need to come replace it. Well, just don't guarantee it. Not because you do shoddy work, but because it's a living organism and sod, especially here in the South, when it's hot, it needs a lot of water. And so you need to communicate that very, very, very clearly to your customer multiple times. Sweet Sue, listen, as soon as we're done putting this water in and I'm going to go in your garage and set your rain bird up and all that, but you're going to need to keep an eye on it day and night that it's getting watered because if it doesn't, it will die. I can guarantee you that. Um, I've seen it not make it quite a bit of times, um, because of just how hot it can be here in Georgia. So whoo, how's that Mr. Producer time for a cough drop hot tea and water. It is guys. I, my throat is, um, I don't want to sound soft as a podcaster, but I've done a lot of podcasting today and uh, my my throat's waning on me. So here's the deal. I did the best I could with, you know, emphasizing how important it is to measure the area accurately, get yourself a measuring wheel, you know, just uh, tune up your, your uh, high school math classes of, uh, you know, what we learned about measuring the square foot of an area and uh, make sure you get that down. Um, if you guys need to hop on a one-on-one coaching call with me, cause I know these jobs can be, uh, quite a bit of revenue for your business. You don't want to screw it up with the bidding or with, um, just if you're new, getting new into sod, because there's been a lot of you recently that are, you know, doing these jobs for the first time, I'd be more than happy to help you, uh, make sure you're pricing these jobs correctly and you understanding all the various components of them and, it's going to take you a few to get under your belt to see what I'm talking about, that if you actually do the job right with the grading, that's going to be a very time consuming, um, you know, day of preparation. And then, you know, you should be able to get all the sod down in one day on that 12 pallet job. You know, we, we cranked that out in one day. I had a, a one, two, three, four, five. I think there were six of us actually out there that day. And, um, you know, we got that, uh, taken care of. Um, but, uh, the toughest part of the labor is my opinion is getting everything graded properly. And then the fun part is actually putting the sod down. Um, one more thing I will add is when your delivery guy delivers it, make sure that he has access if it's in the backyard so that he can put the, the sod pallets, you know, in the areas where you're going to be putting that sod down. Because if, and I've seen some companies do this. The, the delivery guy will get out of the truck and he'll just put the five pallets in the street or in the driveway. And now you're doing all this extra labor, moving those pieces or the rolls or pieces of sod. Uh, you, you want the delivery driver to strategically place them. Let's say you're doing five pallets of sod. Well, you can put, you know, one pallet in, in, in the area we're going to start. And then, you know, a little bit over, put the second pallet and then the third and fourth pallet over there. And then the fifth one over there so that it's nice and spread out. So, you, so the distance from you grabbing the roll off the pallet and you putting it in the ground is as smart as possible. You're working smarter, not harder. And so, 
uh, definitely have some cash on you and tip your delivery drivers. Um, I, you know, the, the certain driver that I have smiles when he sees me, when he sees me at the, the, when I go to the actual Atlanta turf grass and he sees me, he's always smiling. Cause he knows I'm always tipping him when he's dropping side off, um, tipping him a lot. And, and, you know, you definitely want to tip those guys a good amount. Um, and they will definitely put the side wherever you tell them. But if you're uh, not tipping them, then they're just going to offload that sod off their truck and they're going to get to the next delivery. So um, that will save you hours and hours of, of man hours. And, and, you know, that's ultimately money at the end of the day. So a lot more I could share on sod. Um, it's definitely fun because if you do a good job grading, you do a good job with the pricing. When you're all done, it's going to look great, uh, especially our Zoysia and Bermuda here in the summer when everything's nice and green. They got a brand new lawn and it looks phenomenal and it's a win-win-win. The customer's happy. It, it's emotionally satisfying to do work where you can see an instant crazy result like that. I mean, from going from having a raggedy yard to a lush, green, beautiful looking yard in you know two days, it's, it's very satisfying work. And then the financial component of it, as you begin to understand what your sod cost, what the rental equipment cost um, for the mini skid steer and the, the, the soil cultivator and, and the labor to do everything. And, you know, you're, you're, you're going to buy a sod roller. You're going to buy a machete. You're going to buy a measuring wheel. Once you get all this financial stuff figured out, uh, you can really make good profit margins on sod um, once you understand the game. So I hope this has been helpful. Uh, you guys can visit our resource center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Uh, where you can schedule a coaching call with me if you want me to talk about your specific uh, situation and get into the details of maybe a job that you have coming up just to make sure that you're uh, dotting your I's and crossing your T's. I'd be more than happy to do that. So I appreciate you listening to today's show. I'm going to go get some hot tea, a cough drop, and some water, and uh, smash that follow button, and we'll hope to catch you on the next episode of the Green Street Podcast. Thanks for listening. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.